Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. everyone and welcome back to the heat wave we've done it we're all the way done 32 teams 32 days we're on team 32 it is the baltimore ravens thank you so much for tapping in and listening uh, we hope that we prepared you for your drafts well go out there and draft well young soldiers but we have one more team to go i am your host the fantasy plug tim petropolis the editor-in-chief of brotofantasy.com and the fantasy football by broto app and i am joined by the king of this fantasy thing and the lead fantasy analyst for Brodo Fantasy, Michael Patrop. The Ravens. How you feeling, man? We're we're here. We're here. We're we're at final the heat wave. It's been uh it's been fun. I didn't make it onto all thirty two teams, but I've I'm on the vast majority of them, and uh, it's always fun recording the heat wave. It's a lot of work, but it's always fun. I made every single one. You know, I made every single one. It was a it was a it was a big one, and I loved it, and I love it. And you know why I love it? Because I got to see your face. And I got to see the face of this guy, too. The Dynasty Don. The Fantasy Encyclopedia. And the lead writer at Brodo. It is Mr. Matt Ward. What's good, bro? What's going on, boys? Good to be back, you finally. This, this is 32 your teams. first wave. 32nd days? Yeah. It, <laughs> 32nd day of 32 teams. Ah, man, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, it didn't even really, you know, grind till you die. Like, it was just a lot of fun, man. Oh, yeah, man. And speaking of grind till you die, uh, if you're grinding out stats right now, if you are studying for your fantasy drafts, if you want to bring home that trophy, then the only app you need to be your own expert. You know, we're going to have our opinions, but sometimes we're going to be wrong. We're humans. You need to make the decisions and we give you every stat that we have possibly needed over our careers as fantasy analysts. This is Brodo's sixth year uh that's right six six years i've been doing this since uh 20 to 2009 i didn't i don't even know how to say 2009 2009 it's 2009 they didn't say that 2009 i've been doing this since 2009 it's been a long time and this is the thing i'm most proud of the fantasy football by brodo app on the app you get fantasy player cards fantasy player grades a brodo exclusive <laughs> usage charts start sit tools player comps consistency charts who to draft tool game logs coaching tendencies articles podcast rankings waivers and just like i was telling you every single stat you need to dominate true throw value true target value true performance value true air yards and true matchup rankings and this app right now is free absolutely free like really free not this not to 2022 version of free the freest there's no in-app purchases there's no subscription it's just free and that's a big thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash brodo fantasy you're the reason why it's free because of your subscriptions we can't do this we're subscription based so please go and subscribe in order for us to keep going uh for as little as three dollars a month you get all these extras waiver wire show broto leagues cash game optimizers cheat seats private team consultations the greatest community in the world world the discord michael's best ball guide he he advanced 37.5 percent of his teams last year and he's teaching you how to do it it's 15 dollars retail but you get it for free if you're a patron and on top of that you get in the unlimited league, all flex, no positions, complete mayhem. And on top of that, we don't even know how many people are going to be in the league yet. And on top of that, we get to talk about it every single week. We are going to have part of the podcast dedicated to that league. So it's going to be like your own sports center for your fantasy league. 
I don't know about you guys, but if that was me and I had the opportunity to do that and I wasn't actually the one talking, like I would want to experience that. That would be a great thing to experience on my car ride back from work. Anyway, with that being said, <laughs> let's get into these Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens, John Harbaugh, right? This guy has been the coach forever. It's the same, uh, it's the same offense. Now, we can't really talk a lot about this offense because uh, about what they did last year because of a couple things. Number one, they're changing the scheme a little bit. They drafted a, a different center, and they're trying to go to a more zone-blocking scheme with their new center. Um, that is an interesting development. Number two, Lamar Jackson was hurt for a whole bunch of games. Number three, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards was hurt, were hurt. So they had to really shift everything around. They went from one of the best passing teams to one of the worst passing teams in the league. They lose their star receiver, Hollywood Brown, but they gain, um, you know, I think it's a little bit of addition by subtraction there because they gain the center, right, with that with that draft pick to let them do other things. But they gain also, back from injury, J.K. Dobbins. Um, so the Ravens are an interesting squad. With that being said, let's start at the quarterback because I feel like the quarterback is the guy on this team. I love Lamar Jackson this year. He's my quarterback, too. I would draft him over everyone, um, almost everyone, not named Josh Allen. I would draft him over everyone. Um, I really don't have anything else to say. He, he gained 20 pounds. He's Lamar Jackson. His true throw value is up towards the top of the league every single year, and his legs make the difference. It's going to be his legs that put him over the top. Uh, he, they're going to run the ball with him this year, I think. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I think they want to get back to what made them successful. Uh, they didn't have the most successful year last year, and, and it's because of the fact that everyone was hurt. A healthy season from Lamar Jackson, he's the, in the top two of these quarterbacks. Uh, do you agree with me? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, he is QB1 overall um, squarely there in his range of outcomes. I don't think anyone would be, one, anyone would be surprised if Lamar Jackson returned to um, QB one overall, like he was the year he was first and true throw value as well. When he had that monster uh, season at this point, like he's his ADP currently is QB four, which is fair. But at this point you get him in like the fifth round. I've said it previously. The market has fixed their valuations of quarterbacks. I think um, it used to be quarterbacks being drafted in like the first and second round, like 10 years ago. And obviously that was an error. Um, and then people started drafting. People started before they realized that Russian quarterbacks are like a cheat code. They would go later in the draft. So those were clear options in like the ninth or tenth round, like Jalen Hurts even a couple of years ago. But now you get like the star stud QBs in like the fourth, fifth, sixth round. And I really don't mind drafting those guys there. Like right now you can get Lamar Jackson in the fifth round. When you get to the fifth round, if you're looking at running backs, you're looking at guys like probably Josh Jacobs. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell types, or wide receivers like Amari Cooper, Darnell Mooney type guys. I'm super happy taking Lamar Jackson there. If I start, say, three wide receivers and a running back, uh, two running backs, two receivers, even a high and tight end, I'm cool with taking Lamar Jackson there because um, you get that elite QB play with the QB1 overall range of outcomes that you don't really find um, later on in fantasy drafts these days, like the quarterback position. Once you get past like the first 10 quarterbacks or so, 
it's unlikely that you like, get a guy who's going to end like I feel top like, three like it used to be. I feel like Trey Lance is the exception to that. Yeah, but Trey Lance is going. Yeah, but he's the top going like QB eleven. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's yeah. Even on underdog, he's like QB seven. No, now. the exception to it is Justin Fields. Like that really Justin is the Field, guy. if Justin if, Field, if that, but that's the point that th- there's always been one guy in that range every season. And I know it's not a bears podcast, but there's always been one guy in that range every season that, you know, randomly does it. And no, I don't think he's going to, but like, that's the range that we're talking about, right? Like he's the only viable option after those top 10 that can really actually do what Jalen hurts did do what Lamar did when he broke out. Right. He was like a 13th round pick the year that he yeah. won his fucking MVP. Yeah. And like those days are gone now. Like Jalen Hurt, uh, excuse me, uh, Justin Fields, like you said, he has that because of the rushing ability. He fits exactly. that prototype. I'm not a Justin Fields big believer, um, but he does fit that prototype if you look closely enough through uh, through uh, prescription glasses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, last year Lamar Jackson, 21st overall finish in true throw value. Obviously not his best season. Was only 10th in points per game. Um, the year prior to that was 11th and 8th, respectively, and then the year prior to that, we know, was MVP season first and first. If the Ravens are if the Ravens are going to win, it's going to be because of Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson and carrying that team. Um, so right now, at his ADP, um, I'd be very happy drafting Lamar Jackson. Let's get into his weapons. Let's start with the tight end because this, for some reason, the tight. I mean, not for some reason. Mark Andrews is the fucking truth. I will tell you this. I am so pissed off on myself because I called Mark Andrews two seasons ago becoming like the guy did, taking over did. the throne from Travis Kelsey. I was a year early on it. And I'm just really I'm really angry at myself because now you're not getting Mark Andrews at that value that you that you're, you were getting him there. But I don't think there's any reason to think that he's not the number one target there. He's proven himself as someone who earns that target share. We were talking about that. Uh, we talk about that a lot on, on the heat wave. Uh I mean, there's nothing not to like about Mark Andrews. There is a school of thought that says he was uh, he was uh, very much a beneficiary of the circumstances that the Ravens dealt with last year. The injuries at running back, the injuries at quarterback, those things kind of propelled him to that level. I think there's something to be said about that, but at this point, he's the number one receiver for a quarterback that has a valuable throw, and I'm trying to have that. I would be okay. I'd rather have Mark Andrews late in the late second than I would have Kelsey in the late first. Like that is not even a question. Um, but if you, you know, how are you feeling about Mark Andrews? Is he worth where he's going right now in the late second? I think it's blasphemous that people think he was a product of the system and not a product of his insane talent. Usually on these podcasts and when I'm breaking down players, I'll like tell you their, you know, finish in some analytics or like, you know, if they finished top 10, they finished eighth here with Mark Andrews. I don't have enough time, so I'm just going to have to tell you where he finished first. He was first in targets, first in receptions, first in yards, first in air yards, first in touchdowns, first in deep targets, red zone targets, yards per team pass attempt, first in EPA, first in points per route, and first in points per target. You're telling me that's a product of the system that he played in, not the fact that he's the best tight end in the NFL. I think you're crazy. I think you're out of your damn mind. And he's going right now. You said it. you'd rather have him in the late second. Well, that's his ADP is 26th. And actually... They have it at like two and a half. Kyle Pitts is sneaking up draft boards again, man. He's doing the same thing he did last season. I think we have a little bit more confidence in it to for touchdowns regression. But like, I'd rather Mark Andrews over Kyle Pitts in that spot because they're basically the same cost at this point. You're taking Mark Andrews at three one or two twelve, and Kyle Pitts at three three. Like that's right where their ADP is. So I'm smashing all of the Mark Andrews that I can get. If I have one one, and I start a draft with Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor. And then on the turn, I get Mark Andrews. Like, thanks for the trophy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I mean, that's yeah. all I got to say, man. There's really no overthinking it. Why would there's no reason to overthink a guy that just finished? Not I use like I like to go. Oh, he's top ten in all of these cat. He's first in every single predictive sticky stat that a guy's going to have a good season again. There was no yeah. like outlier of it. Like it's not yards after the catch. It's not like an additional amount of touchdowns, right? Like it's all just he was the best tight end in the NFL last season, and, and he's way- in his absolute prime. Like he's 26 years old. Like th- this guy is is with oh, a he has overthrown Kelsey with a quarterback is in his prime as well. Yeah, and the exactly. way I look at it, like Travis Kelsey I, on the Chiefs pod, I went in on uh, how I'm actually a little concerned about Travis Kelsey this season um, because of his age and his downturn last season. I think I agree with you guys. I think their their difference makes no sense in terms of where they're being drafted because Travis Kelsey obviously it's the vacated targets from Tyree Kill. But we know that vacated targets aren't just going to all be funneled to Travis Kelsey, especially when he has so many targets up his sleeve already. And then then Mark Andrews lost Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brown, exactly. Hollywood Brown left, if we're going to talk about vacated targets there. Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown combined for the highest target share in the NFL, period. The high teammate target share in the NFL with 53.3%. Mark Andrews, 26.6% of those targets. Like, it's just... It's ridiculous. He outperformed Bro. his true throw, true, true throw value, which was only tight, which was tight in seventeen because he was playing with Tyler Huntley. Like he's just the. I've never seen an easier smash at a position than I have at Mark Andrews ADP in twenty twenty two. Bro, this guy, this guy, yeah, he, well, like you just said, this guy was just he's he's next level. Uh, he's I, he's my first uh, ranked tight end. I think that he's a good pick um, where you're going, especially like like Matt said, if you can get him on a tur- like a turn. Like uh, you like you said, like Jonathan Taylor or a CMC or like an Austin Eckler, and then you can get him, and then you can turn around and still get a good wide receiver or a good RB two. It's just um, yeah, you're in a good Ask you're in a good spot. ADP. Speaking of RBs, um, I will say this: the more the season gets closer, the higher and higher I'm on J.K. Dobbins. I think that you saw the 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 Ravens were still in the bottom five in the league in running percentage. Uh, I mean, in the top five, the bottom five in passing percentage, and they had the most passes ever. Like they, like they, they led the league in rushing in running ratio so far and away that last year they were like, oh my god, we completely changed the offense, and they were still in the bottom five of passes. So they're gonna run the ball, and the reason why I didn't like, you know, J.K. Dobbins was because of Gus Edwards. That was why I didn't really like like him. But J.K. Dobbins wants to get back on the field. Uh, he looks like he's going to get ready. He's there. He's doing as of right now, he's doing live drills with the team. He probably won't play in the preseason, but if you can get JK Dobbins, if you're going, you know, uh, a seesaw running back, or, um, I don't know. I don't know what they call a hero running back or, or, or something of that nature. Like where you get like guys in the middle. I don't, I don't know what you, but if you're, if you went wide receiver early, or if you've got a guy like, uh, Travis Kelsey, I think JK Dobbins going into the season as your RB two. Is not something that I'm mad at. I, you might have to be patient with him um, because he's coming back from injury. But there's going to be a time now when it, I could see like in week six, like it's going to be a couple of week, like hard weeks. And then I can see like in week six, a situation where it's just like, oh, you know, I don't even remember that because J.K. Dobbins has gotten me a touchdown in three straight weeks. And I think there's a, there's a possibility for that. So how are we feeling about the running back situation uh, for the Ravens? So for me, this might not be a popular opinion, but there is no way I draft the Ravens running back this season. I have very, very limited best ball exposure to the Ravens backfield, and I'm going to be avoiding them in redraft leagues. It's 
very simple. J.K. Dobbins just missed an entire season with the torn ACL. Gus Edwards, the same thing. Both are question marks even for the start of the season. They they haven't even said if J.K. Dobbins is going to play week one yet, or he's probably going to be eased in if he does. The only person I listen to when it comes to these uh, injury doctors is Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries of The Athletic. She is very good like insight into this stuff. She said, based on uh, Dobbins' injury history and past uh, players who have gone through the same thing, you should expect Dobbins to struggle early on in the season, and she doesn't really expect anything more than like a low-end RB2 type of season out of him based on uh, just injuries in general. And look, Ravens running backs also don't catch passes. So what are we looking for here? A poor man's Nick Chubb, maybe, if he could stay healthy and revert back to form his rookie season? Like, I have absolutely no interest in that. Lamar Jackson is going to steal rushing touchdowns. Like, I'm not here saying J.K. Dobbins is going to be a wasted pick or, like, he can't, he doesn't have upside. He's sure he has upside, but yeah, I don't see I'd a range of outcomes. <laughs> I don't think, I don't see a range of outcomes where he has RB1, like, top 12 upside. I think that's fair. He's not catching passes. Or I think score. that's fair. Lamar Jackson is going to steal some rushing touchdowns as well. So, like, why am I going to draft a guy who has injury concerns and a limited ceiling? when I could draft other players who don't have that in the same area. Like I'll take Elijah Moore over JK Dobbins oh, Marquise every Brown. single day yeah, of the week. Probably get him around there. Uh, yeah, so Matt, no, you, what do you think about JK Dobbins? Cause you it's called like the, R- it's more. called the RB dead zone for a reason. Right. And that's exactly yeah. where he's falling is in that RB dead zone. And that's essentially where people reach on their hero running backs and they end up as RB twos. Right. Like that's why it's called what it is. Right. Um, but I do want to speak positively about JK Dobbins. And I had the notes ready. Cause I kind of felt in the back of my head that Mike wasn't going to be in on JK. Um, but Man, and his rookie season was actually really, really impressive for the opportunity that he played with because he, he, he finished was. with 11.2 points per game in his rookie season. He had seven rushing touchdowns, uh, nine total touchdowns. Um, he was first in yards per touch, um, for, or seventh in fantasy points per opportunity, um, and was top 20 in fantasy points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. So, like, J.K. Dobbins is a poor man's Nick Chubb and has – and you, you shouldn't even say poor man's because he's Nick Chubb. Like he can really put up the, those types of numbers, especially on this offense. I'm just scared about the injury that, if he's going to be yep, Nick and Chubb and the poor man's. Yeah. Again, to, to Mike, exactly is is there's the patience, and Tim said it, and Mike has a very good point of that. Is I don't think you're going to get Nick Chubb until it might have been too late, and you're going to wish you drafted Marquise Brown. Do you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. Yeah. in the second half of the season. I think we're going to see a lot of JK Dobbins and people play revisionist history being like, Oh, I told you to take him. I told you when the first eight games led yeah. to RB 34 in points per I, game. Right. I could see that. I could see that. Could Maybe a, could be a good buy low candidate halfway through the season. Well, I was going to say I like, so this, is <laughs> yeah, gonna, that's a, this might sound weird, but like, what if you, you do, you know, you took JK Dobbins, and then, like, as you're wide, as you're running back too, but then later in like the tenth round, you got a guy like J.D. McKissick in your PPR league. You can maybe or Chase, or Chase Edmonds, yeah, in a PPR league, and you don't necessarily need J.K. Dobbins off the bat. So I mean, there's a you know, if there you is got a strategy, J.K. Dobbins, I, yeah, I think there's there's upside in the second half of the season. But it, it, man, I'm just kind of agreeing with Mike because it's not somebody that I'm super targeting in redraft leagues at that fifth, six, that RB dead zone five and six, right? So. All right, so I got a confession. I waited till the last heat wave because Matt and I are in a dynasty league together, and Matt recently offered me a trade. 
Um, and in this trade, Rashad Bateman is involved. So I may have waited until I didn't I even heard, think about this. I heard Matt's true. <laughs> Welcome to Tim's Bateman. crazy sneakiness. Oh, Matt, oh. this is what he does. Well, all right. Listen, I have to use every single uh, look. Matt is way too like I, the the gusto in which this man is selling this trade to me is making me nervous. So I want to know about his true Rashad Bateman feelings because here's how I'm feeling about Rashad Bateman. I'm thinking that Marquise, like you said, Marquise Brown got so many targets, so many. Rashad Bateman has the draft capital. He has the skill that we've seen. Is there any reason to believe that Rashad Bateman will not receive 140 targets this year? I think that oh, there's, there's a possibility. There's a possibility that that happens, 100%. So, Matt, uh, I can see you're agreeing with me here. Go no, I, 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 I think that's a way too high of a target ceiling for a guy that's essentially playing. Like, he's a rookie. Let's just put it there. He's a rookie this season. Um, he missed nine games through a sports hernia surgery that was supposed to, you know, like kept kind of causing issues. So he had to get it um, surgically repaired twice. Um, there's questions of him still kind of healing and, and an injury like that popping back up because of how common they are. Um, he was wide receiver 26 in true throw value and just had, eight, and with just 8.6 point per game, which was wide receiver 53. So yeah. he like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> um, we like guys that can outperform their true target value because it means that, like a DeAndre Hopkins is the perfect example. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's good enough to produce. Mark Andrews is a really, really good recency bias example. I just said earlier, like there's no way that he's just a product of that system. He's a product of his talent. Um, as much as I like Rashad Bateman, he didn't really show anything to be possible. Like I, I was really going to try and spin the narrative and look like went micro glass looking through the analytics. And there was just nothing like super positive, a really low target rate. Like meaning even when he was on the field, the routes that he was running, he wasn't earning targets on over marquees. And yeah, there's a, there's a big role to fill and he's the only person on the offense that can fill it. But like Marquise's ceiling took four years for him to hit with Lamar. Um, before it was that connection was really established and he could put up consistent numbers. And even then he was still just wide receiver 17 overall. <laughs> right. So yeah, we like Marquise because of how undervalued he is perennially for the target share that he gets. But if that's really the ceiling that you're expecting from Bay, it's not something that you can be super, super excited about in a second year. Now he's going off the board at wide receiver 38. So that's obviously lower than we've seen Marquise's value jump after that big target share. And if you expect, let's say, like, I don't want to give him the 25 that Marquise had, because I really do think that's unlikely. I think it's more likely that those targets are spread out a little bit more in the backfield that Mark Andrews can legitimately see a 30% ceiling. He was only like 10, 15 targets away from that in the first place. And you nailed it. They had the most pass attempts ever in a John Harbaugh offense and were 27th in pass attempts per game. That's great. So that's going to go back down. Yeah. And and then even if you're given, now we're giving Bateman a 20% target share, which is an astronomical leap for what he showed from his rookie season and, and only had like a 12% target rate. So that's got to go up into the twenties as well. Like I'm, I'm going to tell you unbiasedly, I'm very much in on Bateman at risk and cost because everything that I just said, people seem to be wise on he's wide receiver 38. Yeah. See, so like, I think. I think you can draft a guy that has wide receiver one role 
I'm not sure about the opportunity, but he has a certified guaranteed wide receiver one role because the backups, I don't even need to mention. I'll say the depth chart because these are the names on it. James Proch, Devin Duvernay, like end a list. I think that's why I'm so, <laughs> I, that's why I'm so in on Rashad Bateman because I think that while you mentioned he's not Mike, that, he's also not Michael Pittman trade. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I, it, I think yes. And, and while, while everything you said, definitely, I agree with. At the same time, like maybe 140 is is crazy, and I, I mean, I said a crazy number. On, I said a crazy number on purpose, but you know, it's you know, let's 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 say 115, right? If he's getting 115 targets, he is paying off like crazy at ADP, and, and man, and he has yeah. the and he has the role at ADP. This yes. is kind of like what Marquise Brown did. Like Marquise Brown had had injury shortened seasons didn't really look great and then all of a sudden pow jumped on the screen last year because i think mark it was lamar jackson who saying he didn't look great past. is is foolish i mean well I that's why. what i was gonna Not say i did want to interrupt that because marquis all he ever did was show flashes and then just get yeah. like his first game ever he had three targets for 153 yards and three touchdowns. Like that was, or two touchdowns. That like that was his first time ever stepping on the field. Marquis always showed flashes and Bateman showed great <laughs> flashes as well. Um, but I wanted, I also did, I think it's really cool that you brought that up. Guys, I did a little guys, bit of like I, ADP history. Can I just like, okay. The guy, the guy never had a thousand yards in a season until last year. Like, uh, like, yes, That's he fair. showed, he Again, showed flashes, showed but, flashes like, but he also never played more than 15 is, games until last year. And then when I he mean, did, neither, it was like, holy shit. Neither is Bateman. I well, think this, also, is, this is something that the Ravens do. This is, this has been the Ravens MO. Also, let we should also, be sleeping on the fact that they're going to play 12 personnel all the time. And Isaiah likely is a monster. I should have brought him up in the tight ends, but <laughs> Let me add that Rashad Bateman on underdog is going like wide receiver 25. So drastic. That's a little high like for me. That's a little high for me. I agree. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm singing the praises right now, but 25 high. Yeah. And like the well, analytical guys who love Bateman, they just kind of like are glossing over his rookie season. I don't, I don't know if that should be. It wasn't because it, I think they're doing it because he didn't meet the per game threshold. And because you, you said yeah. the magic word, the analytical guys, he yeah. didn't play enough games. So they just go, Nope, <laughs> like didn't happen. Right. And, and man, I, I again, I, I do want to reiterate, I think there's a lot of upside at ADP and redraft leagues, but his dynasty ADP is essentially, you know, reflecting best ball. And even then it's just like, there's, the Ravens have never had a wide receiver one under John Harbaugh. Like, just never. Rashad Bateman. Is he the most talented Ravens receiver that they've ever drafted? Maybe. And I will concede there for sure. After his rookie season was put into play, uh, Tyler, his top comps, Tyler Boyd, Marquise Lee, Mike Thomas, the other Mike Thomas, Michael Crabtree, Cincinnati. Mm. and Christian Kirk. So definitely like, the not a Brodo, yeah, the Brodo comps are not we're not being kind to Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Bateman. Um all right, guys, that's it. It's over. Yeah, there's it. no other wide receivers to talk about. No, no, <laughs> bold predictions. I mean, Ten bold predictions. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Bold predictions. How could I forget about that? All right. Lamar Jackson, quarterback one, is my bold yeah. prediction. You son of a Okay, I'll do. I'll take you one further for our gambling listeners, and I've already got a prop on it. You could have got when he opened up; it was plus two or plus twenty five hundred, and Derek Carr was plus eighteen hundred. So Lamar Jackson MVP and Ravens over their win total of nine and a half. Smash, smash, smash! Ravens win the AFC North. Only nine and a half MVP. Yeah, well, it's it's 
increased since, but that was when it opened, when, when books opened on DraftKings. Yeah, it was just a, my favorite parlay I've ever made. I hope you I hope you hit it, bro. Uh, Michael, what's your what's your bowl prediction? I'll go with the uh, the Ravens backfield being a mess similar to last season where it wasn't like, oh, you have to start a Ravens running back. I think it's going to be an iffy situation back there. Iffy, iffy, iffy. All right. Let's let's take away the heat wave thing here. We're going to we're going to come into a full screen. Everyone share the screen for our last. There you go. If you're if you're watching on YouTube.com slash Proto Fantasy, I got to get into the into the middle of the screen right here. Hold on. Let me get these uh, this bold prediction off here and let's let's get our Twitter handles up on this biznatch. All right. That's it. We did it. We brought you 32 teams in 32 days. We loved doing it every single step of the way. Michael, where could they find you? At Brodo FF Mike. You can find me at Brodo FF Tim at at Psychward FF. At Brodo FF Jason at Brodo FF Casanova. At Brodo Fantasy at FF by Brodo. Follow them all and you'll have the the you'll have our win a ship. You'll win a hey, I like that. I like that. Um the, our our tagline for Brodo was hashtag but only if you like winning. Uh, I think we got we gotta we gotta do that again, but only if you like I winning. like be your own expert. Yeah, I mean that's for the the app. That's so sure. facts. Yeah. So uh look. It was, a, it was a wonderful experience. We're going to be coming with to you for, for more. One of the reasons why we did the heat wave earlier this year, uh, we ended it on the 25th, was so that we can come to you with other um, podcasts like Sleepers, Busts, our hat hangers, guys that we are hanging our hats on for the, for the season, mock drafts, and tons more. Uh, me, Mike, me, Mike, Matt, say goodbye, so long. Um, peace. peace out. Later. Later.